You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode number nine. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Q's Podcast, where we'll talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. In today's episode, we'll explore segmentation and branching with Ben Stangler. Ben is VP Operations and one of the principals of Weber Marketing Group based out of Seattle. Weber Marketing Group specializes in branding, strategic marketing, and branch retail delivery for financial institutions. The interview took place at the Q's School of Strategic Marketing 1 and 2 last summer in Seattle. These schools help leaders implement higher-level marketing at their credit unions. Check them out and plan to attend this year. Some key takeaways from my interview with Ben include developing an understanding of the importance of using data and marketing efforts. Developing a toolkit for your board and leadership team is essential when considering new branch locations. Identifying the challenges when it comes to segmentation. Discovering the evolution of data mining in order to make effective decisions. And finally, asking the right questions is an integral component to data mining efforts. There is so much to discover about segmentation and branching, so let's go straight to my interview with Ben Stanglin of Weber Marketing Group. Ben, it is an absolute pleasure to have you. You're a big part of the marketing team, and you're a big part of working with credit unions, working with uh, segmentation and branching. But if sure. you could, just to introduce yourself, your title, yeah. and your role. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Ben Stangland. I am the VP of Operations here at Weber. I'm actually principal here at Weber. I'm one of the uh, four principals here at Weber. Worked here for 16 years, so I've seen a lot within the credit union space within those 16 years. I'm a little bit unique. I'm a little bit of the odd duck. I'm a numbers guy. And so a lot of my job is is making kind of order out of creative chaos. So Ben, tomorrow at this school, you'll be speaking about this very important topic of segmentation and branching. Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about data mining. That can feel like such a, a big obstacle for organizations. I mean, where do you start? It's a hot subject right now. Everyone's talking about data mining. And what, as marketers, you know, we look at is it's great to have the data, but you need to know what question really to ask and how to figure out from that data what you're going to end up getting. What happens is we have clients that think that data mining is the magic silver bullet will answer all of our questions and it you know will answer some sure it won't answer everything and so what we do here at Weber is we definitely we integrate it into several different uh, products that we sell or that we talk to our clients about which is one of being um, segmentation and segmentation leads directly into branching it's a lot easier to figure out who you're targeting and figure out, okay, where should I put a physical brick and mortar branch based off that, you know, targeting those members. Uh, one thing that, you know, is important to know setting this up is think about what you currently have. What kind of data do you currently have that you can work with? And you want to start small. You don't want to smart start where you're overwhelmed and you want to answer all these questions. I mean, actually an interesting story. I, I think about, you know, big data and you think about or data mining and you think about uh, Google. So they've got you know massive amounts of data. And I don't know if you remember this, but back in 2005, they introduced uh, Google Maps. And it's pretty much uh, what everyone used. Probably the Uber driver that drove you over here today right. used Google Google Maps. Unfortunately, it was wrong or yeah. we put in the address wrong. But we won't get into it, but yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a longer yeah. drive than it should have been. <laughs> but... Uh, 
they started off with just simple maps, right? So they're putting simple maps in and, but they wanted to put in traffic information. So it started off with historical traffic information, which is not that helpful when you have like a president in town, you know, a big city just closes, you know, gridlock happens. And so that throws everything off and you just don't know, you know, should I go down this street, this street? So they took it from no traffic to, you know, a couple of years later, introducing traffic. And then what they figured out is, and I don't know if you know this, maybe a little bit creepy, in your cell phone settings, you have this, the, your cell phone carrier knows where you are at because they need to know which tower you're going to ping off to, right? So what Google was able to do is tap into that information. And so you have people that are driving down the streets at certain certain miles per hour and it, that data is being shipped off and it's being, you know, run through their algorithms and figuring out, okay, uh, you know, we'll take out the postman that's, that's stopping at every, you know, house and we'll, you know, we'll average it, you know, out and we, we have to have so many as a sample size and then they come back and you're looking at a green line or a red line or a yellow line saying the street is, you know, busy or not busy. And that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a, a big, you know, example of what I like to, you know, data mining and financial institutions, we're still trying to figure it out. You know, what, what's important for us to capture? Am I just putting in data to just put in data? Cause that's not really helpful. Um, so with our clients, what we're doing a lot of is we're starting with most clients have an MCIF. Not everyone does, but most do. And we're starting there as our base. And then lots of times we're adding information to it. There's specifically for segmentation, lifestyle segmentation, there's four main players in the market. There's Nielsen, uh, there's Claritas, there's Experian, and there's, uh, but there's four of them. And um, basically what we do is we take their data, which they've aggregated and figured out and marry it up and figure out, okay, where do your members fit within this lifestyle? And that's step one. It's good to know where your members are, but honestly, it doesn't tell you much of a story because what you need to know is what's in the marketplace, right? You have one piece of the puzzle of who your member is, but it's great that you have all these, I'm going to simplify it. They, these lifestyle segments are like either 58 segments or 72 segments, but we'll say just for everyone that is millennials or whatever. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. just make it a simple thing. Then there's, you know, you've captured all these different millennials. Well, you might have captured only 25% of them out of thousands of millennials in this market. So what's your opportunity there? So, you know, it's, it's fun bringing these different databases together. One thing that we do past the segmentation besides just figuring out, okay, this is who you have. This is how you're indexed. How are your new members compared to your older members? So what shifts and changings are you seeing happening in the marketplace? And then marrying it up to actual dollars in the market. And that's pretty powerful too, because what we find out is, you know, you're doing really well in this one product and maybe you're doing really well in this one product in this area. And why is that happening? The data might just point to saying, hey, this is going really well in this market, but it's not necessarily going to give you the whole picture. You might have a branch manager that's just kicking out of the ballpark and like signing everybody up in that market, or you have extreme well market awareness. You started this in this particular market and then branched out and, and this is where you're, you, know, you really know. 
So it, it begins to kind of hone in and you get to kind of put these puzzle pieces together. Not every credit union financial institution is the same. They come with different, different history, different um, expansion from mergers, acquisitions from, hey, we were helping this other credit union that was going under. We had, we took, we took them over. We see this happen all the time to, you know, board of directors said we should open up a branch in this market 15 years ago because this, you know, he was told by a realtor that it was going to be a great market and it's never performed. Why? Um, so they didn't do the, yeah, they didn't, yeah. They didn't do the well, signature. I mean, the simplest thing, what a lot of people do is they, if they don't hire someone to look at this data, normally they're relying heavily on the realtor. And so the realtor is calling, um, and saying, Hey, this, what happens most of the time is this bank is closed foreclosed, or they're getting out of this market. I've got a hot deal for you. I've got, you know, they, they, this is discounted and what's, what you have to do is step back and say, even though this is discounted, <laughs> is it really worth moving into this market? Because it might not be. And why are those people leaving? You know, so even though the infrastructure is built up, having that baseline data of saying, this is what you know you should get in this market. And if you don't, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. Um, you need to look at other avenues. So it can be very tempting for the board and executive oh, to make a, yeah. a quick, oh, wow, we've got to jump on this. But you need someone, you need individuals, you need the talent, you need the expertise yeah. to be able to, to go through the process like you're describing. Yeah, you have to go through a process. And then the other thing is we make it very easy for executive and management to have a five-year plan. And so what we do is for our branching strategies specifically is pinpoint the corner to start your location. So if we're going to be at a certain corner and say these cross streets and go out from there, but we have priorities, we have cost expect, you know, expectations around what the, what the market should be. And then from there, this is a report that's given to the board. So what's powerful about this is that real estate is dynamic. You have property that might come available tomorrow and you have the same, you know, you have property that might not come available for 10 years. You just don't know what's happening in this. So having a five-year plan where you say, even though you prioritize and say, this is where the areas I want to go in. If the branches you want to open in year three, all of a sudden open up and it's been approved by the board already because we've gone through this process, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to go back and say, yes, we need to move on this. I've already got approval for the capital to make this happen. There's some shifts that might have to happen, you know, on year one, year two, but the real estate became available. And that's really powerful. Our clients love that because they're not having to constantly go back and get approval because that takes time. <laughs> and if you have a good spot that is uh, attractive, you might not have that time to move on that real estate. So it's about being prepared and yeah. ready to make those kind of decisions when exactly and you can act uh, quicker. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's, it's a toolkit, and basically. Smarter. Yeah, it's a toolkit to give to you know leadership to say we have you know we have the authority to do it. We can go right after it. I don't have to go through and schedule the next board meeting where I'm going through the same steps that we went through. And you you can shut down the the realtors that are giving you advice on property that you just are not 
and a mix for your target market. You know, at the end of the day, it's, I can't tell you how many people have come to us and we've asked, okay, what's your target market? And it's basically, it's, you know, 18 to 65 and uh, with pulse and is, is making money. Well, that doesn't, that's not a target market. That's just, that's everyone. And you're not going to win doing that. So, you know, having the first stages where we're going through, you know, our, who's our target market leading into, you know, segmentation, which then leads into branching is a natural path. Um, and it's been doing well. We've had clients actually we have a, we have a client down in Southern California that we had an area that we had recommended. Originally, they came to us and said, hey, we, we really want to be in this market. Okay. Great. We'll take a look at it. And he said, this is, after looking at it, we said, this is not a one branch market. You're, you're going to do so well. This is matching up to who you serve best. There's funds in here that you could easily capture because they line up to what you bring as value to your members. And we recommended three branches. They opened up one and then they opened up the other two and then came back to us three years later and said, we need more branches in this market. It is, it just started just blowing up wow. and uh, they're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. We're, what are the biggest challenges? I mean, in your job for segmentation? Yeah. I think it all comes down to, uh, cause we work with, a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different, different core processors, a lot of different, you know, how we get the files key, you know, issues that we deal with is making sure we have clean data, you know, so that can take, unfortunately can take not that much time or a lot of time, kind of depending on how it's presented or how it's been done. Cause at the end of the day, it's the integrity of data that's kind of pointing you towards looking at certain things. And so if you put in bad data, you're going to get bad results. So that's a challenge and it's something that we can't control, you know, so we're, we're relying on someone else's, you know, uh, information for. So that's definitely a challenge. Also the challenges are common with everyone is capital expense. So how do I, you know, how many branches realistically can we open a year? You know, what's our growth plan? Um, these are all conversations that we have at the beginning of a part of our process and the beginning of our process of uh, figuring out who, you know, who the, what's important basically for the organization. We lead them down a certain path. We get to a point, we develop what's called a scoring model. And basically it's a Z score, but we take different criteria, whether it's psychographic. So it could be lifestyle segmentations that they want to target. We could pick certain products certain product balances between certain areas. We could take existing members and we take all this information, basically we organize it and we say, okay, based on all the conversations that we had, all the data that we're looking at, this is the criteria that's important to you. And then we weight it and we say, hey, this is, this is the most important. So we have a weighting scale of a hundred and we put you know, 20 or 10 or whatever, but it's, it's individually weighted. Who weights that again? It, it is, a, it's, it's everyone. It's part of the process. So as part of our executive team, we have we have a meeting with an executive team where we go through and we have a recommended weighting before we go into that meeting. So we have a recommended scoring model. We have a recommended weighting based off of what we're seeing in the market, what's happening, what you know, what we've heard from our surveys, interviews, direction of the of the organization. This is an integrated approach. It's an integrated approach. And so then after that, we say, okay, this is this is what we see as important. 
Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? And then we have a lively discussion. It's very lively because mm-hmm. you're, you're asking very deep questions of who you are as an organization. And it's, you know, before the branding, it, if, if they haven't <clears throat> gone through a branding process with us and because we work with this at different points of the organization, of yeah, I could do, yeah, I could do different layers. Um, we're taking some of that information sometimes, sometimes we're not, uh, it's very, it's a, it's a lively discussion. One of my favorite discussions is an uncomfortable discussion because you're talking up to, you have all the heads of the different departments in a room and you're talking about is lending really important for this organization, <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> you're talking about someone else's job. Yeah. Um, or are we really trying to focus on business? What, it, you know, what is important in these? And, uh, we come out of the room and we have, you know, a basic model that's then taken and I put it into a database and basically shoot out a map. So we're taking this big data and we're putting it to a graphical form, which then helps us with figuring out, okay, let's start looking at these places for possible branches. Yeah, go from there. So we've done this for credit unions in the U.S. and Canada. They have a little bit different setup, obviously, in Canada, but they can offer some things we can't offer here in the U.S. But uh, it's 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 a fun it's a fun conversation to have. Interesting points there. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to yeah kind of go over again. One is the decisions when they sit down and and they have to prioritize. Yeah, they really have to take the time and have that debate because then everything then yeah the, the, the results are computated based on, on yeah that the, and, re, the results and, and sometimes what i'll do is we'll 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 come back and we'll have little tweaks and we'll say okay what if we change yeah. this and what if we change this and what you know how does that really because mm-hmm. there's a little you know it's an art and science of what you're trying to put together and having that debate is important you want to make sure that it, it's not but you know that being said it's, it's just a map that I'm yeah. printing. And so at the end of the day, when I'm, pr- when I'm looking at a map, certain areas might look good. I'm still talking to the realtor about those areas. I want to see, you know, are there things that we missed? Are though, you know, are there, are there, you know, areas that, you know, this is, you know, some, lots of times it's just looking at this market and saying, okay, well, gosh, this is looking really great. The traffic count is really good. What's the retail in this particular, you know, market? What's that look like? Does that match the existing, you know, Areas that they are, are trying the, the cycle demographics that they're hopefully you're trying to attract for members. Are they shopping at those same areas? Do they like Trader Joe's? Do they like you know Whole Foods, or do they not? Uh, so it's a whole bunch of different things that kind of go into this. Just besides, but it's a, it's an important it's an important process. There is not just one single button that you press and then everything magically just right. happens because everything is unique. Let's say I'm part of a credit union and as Part of this organization, we all are committed. We, we forecast our growth through business lending. We sure. want to increase our business lending program. So can we target an area? Yeah. Do, we, do we have so, uh, the yeah. tools available? Yeah, to, so to do that? uh, that's a good question. So we have a lot of um, clients, especially seg-based um, credit unions, that are specific on the businesses that they want to go after. I'm saying, hey... We are a target charter for these types of businesses. What we do for that case is we go in and purchase SIC code data. So looking at so SIC codes, SIC codes are your identifier as a business. You have to you have to identify and saying, hey, you're an advertising agency, you're a okay. dentist office, you're a whatever. Identify so basically, it's an identify business. what type of business that you are. 
we will go in and compile that and take that back and incorporate that and say, okay, we're looking for such and such businesses that have over this revenue, that have this many employees. We can look at sales. We can look at all this information and we can compile it based on how, what their needs are. Again, it's a tool set. So it, uh, it's a great thing to look at and saying, Hey, these are, you know, our targets, but it's general business information that we get is not, it's a, what is in the market from under $10 million of, re- of, of revenue a year. So small business market. So would say I'm looking at opening up a business lending office, business lending office. How much can I get? within this particular, what am I looking at? If I put a branch here, you know, what's my area that I can cover and what is, what can I, what can I possibly get? And, uh, you know, a lot of that's historical too. So we look at, okay, how well have you done in the past (laughs) to look at, you know, the future, um, predicting. So, yeah. That concludes the first part of my two-part series with my interview with Ben Stanglin from Weber Marketing Group. Part two is coming up next. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Q's. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org. That's C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.